Welcome to Mission Control, Product Design's podcast on everything business, tech, and marketing. Since 2008, Peralta Design has launched hundreds of successful brands. Join Ramon and the PD Flight crew as they use decades of combined experience to tackle current events and interview guests while dropping valuable industry knowledge. At Peralta Design, we launch brands. But for now, let's launch right into this episode. Three, two, one, zero, zero, and liftoff. Gotta live till my turn's off. But now I'm here, I cannot go so. I found myself when the rest got lost. I'll be the last one that they write off. I know we're up and coming, but I feel as if we made it. Imagination is greater than public education. Quotations, I'm just saying, never let your dreams be taken. Take the hatred, build it up, and bring it down as motivation. Hey, everybody, welcome to Mission Control. This is Ramon Peralta with Peralta Design, where we launch brands, and that was. A little bit of Dreams of Reality by Fame or Juliet at the request of our very special guest that we have in studio today, the one and only Mikey Catella. Yes, our studio audience is so excited. They haven't seen this gentleman in quite some time. Mikey, say hello to our peeps. Good morning, good afternoon, good evening. <laughs> good evening. <laughs> Cover all the bases. And, of course, we've got uh, employee number one, otherwise known as Jorge. Que pasa, Mufasa? How we doing, everybody? <laughs> all right. And the man on the soundboard, Kevin Atterbury. Good evening. Good evening. Yes, he's a man of a few words. So uh, we've got a great show here. Uh, it's so exciting to have Mikey with us. Um, unfortunately, he's got... You know, a big chip on his shoulder now that the Eagles are undefeated. So we have that to deal with. <laughs> the question for me. The he has, a, he for, has more swag now. Like his, he has his stride in his step because it, they're undefeated. It changes everything. Yeah. It changes everything. My question to you is, <laughs> there's all this talk online that it's a Mickey Mouse 8-0. Because that, they're playing nobody. That, nobody would have. They played the Texans. That they, and, they, exactly. That the whole group is just like, oh, well. I mean, look at look at who they beat. They they barely beat terrible teams, and then they just yeah. Like what? How do you feel about that? Do you feel that that that's a legit? legit? You know? Are you like a Floyd May- Mayweather of of uh, football? Is that the kind of record you have? Ah, uh, Mufasa, que pasa, <laughs> mira. So <laughs> here's what I'm gonna say. Okay. Um, we talking about the Eagles of Philadelphia, the football team, the undefeated. <laughs> Eight and zero to this point. At, at time the time of, the of this pod, recording, at, at right. the time yeah, of right. this recording, <laughs> right? Um, and the comparisons have been Mickey Mouse and Floyd Mayweather. <laughs> so, <laughs> I mean, I, I, are they that good? Probably not. <laughs> but if we want to talk about the greatest things of all time, the greatest cartoon character. <laughs> The greatest boxer, <laughs> I guess. Then uh, to this point, we'll have to be the greatest football team. Mike, Mikey's saying, if you're calling them pound for pound, the hey. best football team right. in the league. I right. mean, hey, I'm gonna agree with right. you. What I was referencing was that he fought a lot of guys that were, you know, just guys that were gonna take the fall, guys that weren't great. But he has this amazing record. And that's controversial in itself. I'm sure there are people that think he is the greatest. I was never a huge fan because he dodged more than he boxed, in my opinion. But you could argue that that is boxing, right? Maybe I'm more old school. 
But as far as football goes, are the Eagles the truth? Are they, you know, the the worst best team, you know, in football, or are they really that good? They're eight and zero. I was waiting for they... them to say they're better than the Giants. <laughs> <laughs> no, 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 because it's not. You know, I, are there teams on paper mm-hmm. that are better than the Eagles? Yes. Uh, probably three or four teams. Um, you know, is Tampa Bay that bad? I, is Green Bay that bad? That's right. my question. Right. You know what I mean? So the Eagles, the Every, players on the, the field teams are bad right have now. nothing to do with the schedule. Their job is to to prepare themselves at the beginning of the week to get ready to battle at the end of the week show up, execute the game plan, and that's what they've done. So as a collective, offense, defense, special teams, they're playing complete games. Uh, When they're down, they don't quit. When they're ahead, they don't take their foot off the gas. So are they that good? Well, time will tell. You know, we'll play the season out. We'll see how it goes. Who's your Uh, next opponent as of of this, this recording? What do we got? We can at least, yeah, we can look that up. I want to say I think you're you're as good as your record shows. I mean, you guys are Giants fans. You know yeah. that. All I know is they, like you know they play got, the Commanders on. Oh yeah, God, I knew so. that. Oh God, I knew that. I knew that. Well, all you gotta do is get into the playoffs. The Giants, what? Uh, what your last the thing is run. that it it is everybody's doing well this year in the NFC. You went from the NFC least, you know, to. NFC beast, you know, like then now it's like everybody's doing well. Cowboys are doing well, Giants, Philly. So it makes for good football. I mean, I'm here for it. I the league is better when there's when there are more yeah. top level teams. And I mean, then you have random people like the Colts who are just falling apart and they just hired Jeff Saturday to be their coach. They just fired the dude. Yeah, like they that. just fired yeah. their guy. Yeah. They hired a former lineman. Who With no has experience. no coaching experience? Right. That's a whole other controversy. And I mean, let's see. Maybe he surprises everybody. He's yeah. like the football whisperer, but I don't know. But um, he's interim, is what, what I can tell. But true. Now let's switch to the Knicks because that's something we do have in common. Since we really couldn't, Mikey didn't really take the bait. He didn't really chomp on the Eagles rant like I thought he would. But he's just he's you so wanna know, he's you such a disciplined man. Me about football? What? This is this is this is what scares me and this is why I'm not this is why I'm not going to put my foot in my mouth. I'm going to keep oh, no. I'm going to keep a medium-sized jaw today. Okay. Okay, at 8 and 0, I'm going to keep a medium-sized jaw. All right. And not get too big cuz my fear is is that we stay hot. Yeah. We stay good, we stay strong. You don't want to get to the playoffs undefeated. Well, that, that's that's scary to me. For me. Daniel Daniel Jones, who seems to have a last name this year, right? He's not Danny Dimes now. It's Daniel Jones. Okay. He has like a proper name <laughs> yeah. now. Not a not he a graduated. not a giant fan are acknowledging the man. Okay, <laughs> okay. Here's my fear. Putting some respect on his Here's name. Here's my fear yeah. is that is that you guys are gonna stay on course two, and and towards the end of the season is gonna come, and Odell Beckham Jr. is gonna decide to say, hey. I want to end my career on a high note. I want to go back and give this team a chance to win. And he comes back and he ignites New York and, and, and 
you know, all it takes is a little, little spark and big things happen in that city. You guys know it. And, and before I go start running my mouth at the middle, you know, at halftime in the locker room, we're high-fiving. <laughs> yeah. I'll tell you that right now. I'll tell you that right now. But we are getting ready. You know, the clock's winding have down you, for the third quarter, so we're putting our game face on. But but I'm I'm afraid that have you been to to an Eagles game in Philly? Yes. Okay. Not this not this season. Okay. Is uh, it are the fans that crazy? Like Silver Silver Linings playbook is my only example. Uh that's close. That there's a jailhouse in the stadium, yes. from what I understand. That is correct. They are out of control. <laughs> it is not worth repping your set. Yeah. I'll tell you that right now. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> If you're trying to go enjoy your team, yeah. if you win, it sucks for you. If you're losing, it sucks for you. <laughs> <laughs> you know what I mean? Just just go down incognito, you know. No but, gear on. Just, uh, you know, it's just not worth it. Be like worth. Rob Lowe with the NFL hat on. <laughs> 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 Where did he get that? So, uh, it's tough. <laughs> it's tough. But I don't like to celebrate until the game's over. Okay. And the game's not over. We're only halfway through it. Yeah. You're a better man than me. We, we've won. We've won. As many games as a almost successful season would have been before we've lost a game. Yeah. You know, the expectations weren't sky high coming into the year. The expectations were let 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 Hertz build a relationship with some of these young receivers, mm -hmm. get our defense back to being elite. That when we had great teams and good teams, same thing with the Giants. Our defense was tough. Defense wins championships. But you know, Hertz has a great He's, he's, he's emerging as a young leader. Uh, it's mm -hmm. great to see that. It's great to see the chemistry he's building with his team. Uh, we got a young coach. It's tough for a young coach, a new coach to come in. Um, but, you know, our coaching staff has done a hell of a job. They've, they've prepared this team to win these games, play these games, and it's showing. So, you know, we'll see. I mean, I, imagine your face is too. We're not <laughs> – we're not dominant to where we're coming in and, and cleaning house, but you better be ready to play us. So if you if if you show up like the Knicks did the Barclays <laughs> last night, forget about it. Oh my goodness! Yeah, yeah, I I didn't watch the game, but I did see the score. I'm I'm not like I haven't warmed up to like I'm gonna invest in watching a full Knicks game just yet. Like they're just not. They are. I I, mean, I, I think you should. Yeah. I think you should. I mean, the other night, who, I'm trying to remember. They, who did they just beat? Minnesota. Minnesota. I just beat hate the. the I, I just really yeah. hate when when it's against the Nets and you know they want to say they run New York and that's a whole other thing. And it's like, guys, you are New Jersey. You don't have the history that the Knicks have in New York City. But now there's this. They're trying to create a rivalry, which I never feed into because I'm like, I don't see the Nets and the Knicks on the same. Level now, record-wise, obviously the Nets, you know, they're kicking butt and all that other stuff. But I just don't see from a historical standpoint, or when you go to the Garden, like the energy, the, the you know, when we won Game Two, I was there against the Hawks and went with my daughter. It was literally like pandemonium. Like people were like trying to roll over police cars, and it was out of control. You think we just won, like? The, the, you know, yeah. the world championship of, of NBA. And yeah. then after that, we all know they tanked. Yeah. But the the energy at the Garden and the history and the brand and, you know, it's just not on the same level as the Nets. And it never will be. 
Yeah, no, I agree. I, and, and basketball is so important to the city of New York. Yeah. Uh, it, it is so important. Uh, some of the best players that ever play the game came from New York. Some of the best players to play the game we never heard of yeah. came from New York. New York's got a better list of people you never heard of than most places have list of great players put together. Basketball is super important, and the Knicks being being the highest level of basketball. I, I made a comment to a friend who was a Nets fan when they signed Kyrie and they had Durant and they signed Harden and they were going to start this dynasty. It was a super team. Was that as good as that team can be, they'll never get more love than any basketball that happens right in the garden the liberty will get just as much attention as this dominant supposedly brooklyn nets team yeah which and i found i found out the owners are saying he owns the liberty and the and the barclays and the and the nets name escapes me right now but asian gentleman that joe that Tsai. I, yeah yeah so i hear you and from a branding standpoint the history, you know, like when Jay-Z and the Nets and the logo and the black and white and the Brooklyn and all, I, I was I, I was cool with all, all of that. But I, I just I just don't see them being like the conversation of them owning New York is just come on. In my opinion, it's just not it's just not uh, ever the dynasty that the Knicks have is just for life because they've been here. You know exactly. what I mean? In, in, in the city, you know. I will go a different way. Okay. <laughs> we'll go a different way. That's Peter fine. Blue, we're going to change the play. <laughs> <laughs> so, the history, you know, the Knicks have been there, and, and, and when you're in New York, you're, you're a diehard. Yeah. You know what I mean? Whichever way you fall, you fall. The Nets have had way better teams over the last 20 years, and that's where in the finals. Better management, a better players in the early two thousands, man. They moves. had, you know, yeah. they had they had a great thing going over there, you know. But their New Jersey's team, yeah. everybody knows it exactly. You know what I mean? We've just had horrible managers and owners and 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 deals like Allen Houston, hundred million, you know, bad knee, um, the Mellow years, the Stoudemire years. Like we've had all these people that were supposed to like. They keep thinking one guy's gonna come and like change everything and it's been a lot i mean literally 1973 is the last championship it's been a long time i've never seen them be world champions in my life i was only three so but the conversation that 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 they that they don't run new york still despite that come on you know in my opinion so running new york seems to be more important than winning championships <laughs> and winning yeah. games right right you know what i mean you're, you have a I team. I think it's the magic of the garden too. Built to win, yeah. Of you course, know, it's 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 right smack in the middle yeah. of the heartbeat. Yeah. Of America, you know what exactly. I mean. There's it's no center, center of the world. There's no bigger stage. That's why I hope that we the Yankees can get Jeremy Pena because <laughs> he doesn't want to be playing in Texas. Come on, dude, <laughs> Texas. You're gonna so, have to whatever he costs, get him. That's you're, all. That's you're, all. You're I'm gonna saying. have to. You're gonna have to. <laughs> Pull out some of that, that Tres Copes and 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 oh yeah, Tres Copes yeah. yeah. I mean Tres Copes and, and he, bring he, him over. He and... gets a shout out because he went to my high school classical, 
which is everybody at PD knows the importance of classical high because we've got so many clients and friends that have come out of that high school, but um, only the second major leaguer to come out of classical um, Dominican grew up in Providence. So he's a hometown hero by that, by that way um, to us. So I'm hoping judge stays and Jeremy comes on board. That would be killer. Let's do it. George would have got it done. <laughs> George would have made it happen. George would have got it <laughs> Darth done. Darth Vader himself would have made it happen. But to the credit of the Knicks management, we yeah. are on a whole new path. We We've are. Been We've on got a young path team, for two years. Young team. Um, you know, nurturing these young players. So we're draft. We drafted these players, and these players are good enough to play in the NBA. Yeah. We have a ton of draft picks, and we have a that's, ton of. That's the strength too that both the Eagles and the Knicks share is that they have so many of their own homegrown talent and they have picks to spare coming up. So that the, but that potential's there. I, I love that. To be able to grow your own talent, to nurture it, that's what creates camaraderie. These, you know, that's what these guys are playing for each other. You know what I mean? I yeah. think it's so big. And I want to do something that I haven't done in, in 15 years is I want to give credit to James Dolan. What? Okay. James Dolan has stepped back. He's hired knowledgeable basketball people with real basketball relationships okay. who understand the business side of it and the player side of it, right? The talent yeah. side and the business side. And, and he stepped back and let them run the Knicks the way he lets his team run the Rangers. And he'll be <clears throat> as, he'll be one of the richest men in his circle of friends as long as he just keeps letting these guys do what they got to do. If the if the Knicks can ever get back to the to the competitive level that the Rangers have been at, he'll have more money. He'll he'll forget how much money he has. You know what I mean? We already support the Knicks and they're terrible. You know, just the the love, the merchandise, everything. You know, mm -hmm. it would just be through the roof. But but thank you, James Dolan, for for letting. <laughs> okay. You know, we'll end it on that note there with that segment, and and let's move into our interview portion here because you've. You've been through it. You're, you, you, one thing that has been consistent with you has been your devo you know, dedication to community. You know, when, when we first met, you know, you, were, you, had, you had just purchased a deli, you know, and hired us to help you with that. And, and you can share as much about that journey because you, you've kind of gone through the small business journey. But you started out at the Boys Club. Your dad's part of the boys club. It's like in your DNA to work with kids. So we want to hear all about that. So let's welcome once again the one and only Mikey Cotella. <laughs> studio audience. I mean, they just, they're thrilled. I love those guys. Thank you. <laughs> thank you. Thank you. Thank you. They each get a free PD mug today, by the <laughs> way. Yeah, my, my Boys and Girls Club journey began... Uh, as a young child, uh, my father worked at the Boys and Girls Club, so I got to go uh, spend some time at the club at an age much younger than most people start. Most people start at five or six. I was born at like two or three, kind of running around, hiding under pool tables, messing up foosball games. Uh, but um, as a kid, I didn't live in the Valley up in Bridgeport so I only got to go to the boys and girls club on the weekends um, and it was great uh, everybody from the neighborhood would get in the car we'd fit as many kids as we could come on a Friday night Saturday morning come to the club have a day uh, when I was nine 
the building that we had for the Boys and Girls Club burned down to the ground. And uh, what a day that was. I, it's a long time ago now, but if my memory serves me right, it was a Thursday night, I believe. And uh, by Monday afternoon, when the kids got out of school, the staff at the club and, and the people in Shelton made sure that the kids had a makeshift boys and girls club to go to. And, and I always, always just as I was getting older and, and you start to look back on things you're attached to that you could be proud of. I mean, that's that's as deep as it goes. I mean. Mm-hmm. If there's people who lose their house and can't get placed quick, you know what I mean? Yeah. And we have a lot of houses. I mean, there's not a lot of boys and girls clubs, facilities, places yeah. to hold 200 plus kids, let alone have activities and things set for them, a positive attitude, you know, in a great space to make it kind of like just because the building's not there doesn't mean your club's not, you know what I mean? And that's. That's one of the first times, like, you know, as I was getting a little older past that, growing up in that situation without a building. You know, a lot of people go to these clubs, houses today, and they're big, they're beautiful, they're state-of-the-art, the the gyms are huge. Mm -hmm. Jimmy Queen was the athletic director at the club when I was a kid, man. He he did everything he could to make a basketball hoop for us, man. He was cutting out the bottom of garbage cans and nailing to the wall, milk crates on the poles. (laughs) Everything and anything, man. We were zip tying the little, uh, the little stand up hoops up, up high somewhere so we can, we can shoot. <laughs> but I mean, these, there's a will, there's a way. The staff at the Boys and Girls Club got so creative. For and us. your dad, your dad, how long was your dad at the Stanford one? Or is, or my dad, my dad worked for the Boys and Girls Club for over thirty years. Mm-hmm. He started in the early eighties. Uh, maybe, jeez, uh, I don't know when he started. I should know that. A uh, long time, though. He, yeah. he, he, you know, he worked at the club long prior to I was born. He he started as the uh, program director at the Shelton Boys mm-hmm. Club, mm-hmm. running at set programs. Now, there's a big difference between programs and activity. So a lot of people get that confused. Well, or I get I confuse people when I just when I talk about a program, right? A lot of people talk about activities as program. Activity is something to do. Activity is bingo, right? Activity is a game of tag, right? Activity is a, a game of pool or or a game of ping pong. That's an activity. Keep you busy, right? That's something to do. A program, a program is something that's planned. Program is something that's designed to have goals and objectives. A program is conducted to a specific audience. A program has a specific start date and end date. Mm-hmm. Programs have outcomes. Okay. So my dad was in charge of running programs, setting up specific activities for specific age groups to develop specific outcomes in all different things. Um, there was Keystone programs, Torch Club programs, leadership groups, community service groups, all, all kinds of things happening. And then on top of putting a daily schedule together, and then from there he grew to taking over the building and being a unit director, overseeing all the staff and everything that happened. But uh, 
the way things were when I was a kid, one staff person could be in charge of 50 kids at one time. You know, as long as we were in the building, we were considered safe. Today, people look at that like it's outrageous. Yeah, it was but, more, definitely more you know, a whole different standard <laughs> now. Unsupervised. You know, if you, were, if you were nine years old or 10 years old, you got hungry, you went home and got something to eat and came yeah, back. Right. You know, it was not like today where it was like, you know, I have a permission slip. And, at know. that age, you were old enough to supervise other kids. Yeah. <laughs> Or babysit. So, <laughs> Take us through, you know, this this career you've had because again, it, the common thread is giving back and working with kids. But you went through a stint where you decided to open up your own business. You're into cooking, obviously, because I want I want you to share a little bit what you're doing. I think it's at the Veterans Hall. Is it in Ansonia Derby. or in Derby? Talk a little bit about what you're doing there as well and how that all ties in and and also. I think I think there's value in just saying that you, there's not a real linear path. It's these opportunities have come your way because now you're at Derby Public Schools, and that's where we come in, and we want to talk a little bit about Code Camp as well. That works. So I worked at the Boys and Girls Club for 15 years, uh, something I loved doing every single day. Uh, I knew I wanted to work at the club when I was in high school, and I just put all my chips in that basket. Mm-hmm. College wasn't exciting. There wasn't a thirst or a hunger to to go finish and get a degree. I didn't need one to do what I wanted to do. I was prepared to start at the bottom of the barrel, and I just worked my way up. My first full-time job at the Boys and Girls Club was at the Boys and Girls Clubs of Hartford. I started there for a year. Position opened up back here home running off school site in Derby uh, and out of clubhouse site in the school in Derby. So I went and did that. Uh, I took over the teen program from there. Then from there, I became a program director. Uh, we opened up the Ansonia clubhouse in 2009. I went over there and was the program director, helped get that program off the ground. And then in 2014, I believe I became the unit director of that club. And that was kind of like my dream job. That was the job that I aspired to get when I was younger. Uh, when I started, that's kind of the position that I wanted to be. Uh, you know, I, I, I love Patrick Ewan. I love John Starks. Love Derek Jeter. Those guys were my my heroes. But... In real life, guys that were tangible, men and women that were tangible, ran clubs. Okay. And I knew all of them because in Connecticut, being a state, a close, a small state, we're able to connect more, right? It takes us an hour to get to any club in the state. We were in Texas, not the same, not the same deal. So I grew up through the club knowing everybody in the club. And and every time you go, it was an honor and a privilege to have a club, a host, you know, and you roll the red carpet out. And it's just that's the kinds of things I want. I want people to come to my building. I wanted kids to can't wait to get out of school, you know, and, and just I need to get to the club. And I wanted the club to be a thing that motivated kids to do better. I can't get in trouble because it's going to jeopardize what I'm doing at the club. I can't mess up in school because it's going to jeopardize what I have going on in the club. That's the kind of stuff that motivated me 
when I was younger to get through some of the obstacles and, and make some good decisions over bad decisions at tough times was, hey, you know, this, I'm going to lose, a, you know, at the, at the time when I was in high school, we were getting on planes, going on trips. We weren't taking trips to Mystic Aquarium. We weren't going to the, <laughs> you know, we weren't going, we were getting on planes. We were going to California. We were going to Florida. We were going to Texas. I mean, that's wow. it's pretty dope. You know what I mean? I mean and, what an eye-opening experience. You know, if you have a, you know, if you're a kid that can't be trusted, you can't get on that plane. You know, right. so I was gonna be a kid that could be trusted. You know, so I, I, all the things that motivated me as a youngster to, I, I wanted to try to offer back to the kids. And um, there's a lot of people who work with kids that sometimes I feel forget what it felt like to be a kid and you know the expectation that hey you're a good kid you're gonna make good decisions overrides hey you're 12 you're 14 uh you might mess up mm -hmm. right so let me stay on you let me keep reminding you let me right and it's not to hold the carrot it's to just keep that kid positively engaged in thought and activity when they're not around, right? So. Yeah. I, I put a period, I guess. I, I kind of <laughs> well, I mean, repeat myself. Well, so. I mean, it, it, it's good to, to know the background, and there's really no degree that, that would match the, the amount of experience you've had just being around kids and working with kids and, and being around your dad and running programs and and – and, and we can, you know, our audience tends to be um, small business owners or entrepreneurs or people that, 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 that have aspirations of maybe they're afraid to start their own business. Um, one of the things that, that uh, has always fascinated me, and, and after this, I think we can go right into Derby because that's really the main, the main topic that we, that we want to tackle. But the fact that you literally were in a deli and found out it was for sale and then decided to buy it without any experience in that industry is like just it's just so classic because entrepreneurs and business owners have to be a little nuts because it is scary but take us through that thought process of of like how you did it and there are some lessons learned i think that are valuable because some of the things you did where you changed the menu and you changed how you came in and People were coming in that were used to going there that then were like, hey, where's my favorite sandwich? Or this isn't how I used to come in here. And there were so it was like a process of trial and error. So maybe just tell us a little bit about the, that, because I think that there are lessons there that I think our, our listeners can, can glean from. Yeah. So um, back to back to the whole not wanting to go to college, I started. I went to college. And, and realized that I really didn't want to be a college student. I loved being on college campus, and I love participating <laughs> in college activities, but the whole school thing, the academic part. College activity is not college was, program. <laughs> right, yes, sir. Exactly. Yes, sir. You got it. You got it. <laughs> roomed with one of our uh, Stratford High alumni. Que pasa, Mufasa. So um, my best friend owns DJ's Pizza, which is right yes. next door to Woodside Deli. And uh, I used to go hang, you know, any, anytime I had some free time, I was in Shelton, I was in town. Uh, but when we were in college, he's the one that was like, yeah, 
I'm not doing it. He went to Who's the Tonic <laughs> for, I think, a day or two. And he was like, nah, I'm wasting my time. I'm not doing it. He went to go work for Ruby Tuesday. My man started, he walked into Ruby Tuesday, started as a busboy, walked out of Ju- Ruby Tuesday as a general manager. I swear to God, they, they moved him. They relocated him. All the perks that come with that to Georgia. He gave it a shot to, to own a restaurant. Took a restaurant, understood the business well enough to flip a restaurant. Oh, this is a productive restaurant since you've been here. You think you can do it again? He goes, I believe so. Took his system, which he was taught by Ruby Tuesdays, applied Mm -hmm. it. At the next place, they start turning profit. Okay. Now he's been in Georgia for a few years. He's lonely. He's away from home. He's like, you know, he comes home from vacation, calls his boss. He's like, hey, you know, I need a couple more days. Okay. Calls his boss. Hey, I need a couple more days. No problem. Boss calls him back. He goes, what's up? You know, he goes, well, you know, I'm home. My mom's here. My father's here. You know, my brother's. I, I don't, you know, it's hard to go back to Atlanta. I'm leaving everything I love. He goes, so you're thinking about leaving the company? He's like, I, I wasn't till now. He goes, okay. He goes, all right, I'll see you when you get back. We'll meet. Well, you know, so an hour later, we were in the Trumbull Mall shopping. An hour later, before we even left the mall, he gets a call back. We want to we wanna offer you three more weeks vacation. We want to give you 30000 more dollars. Don't leave us. Don't leave us. Right? He got offered <laughs> more than I started making as a raise, right? So I'm like, you know what? I'm not going to college. I, that's when I decided to leave college. <laughs> you know, and it's not. It was because he knew what he wanted to do. He mm-hmm. picked the industry and he worked you on raising through the ranks, right? You saw him progressing. So I said, you know what? I'm, I'm, my degree isn't going to get me further faster. My degree isn't going to get me more money. Time and time spent in the club is what's going to make that happen. Right? So after school program, I was working 2 to 10, 2 p.m. to 10 p.m. a lot. Right? Now I'm at the Boys and Girls Club. I leave school. I'm in the Boys and Girls Club 8, 30, 9 o'clock when everybody else is mm-hmm. coming to work. What does everybody else do that I want to do? What are they doing? Right? And I might have gone to the weight room. I might have gone to the gym and shower, but I'm being nosy i'm trying to see the meeting so that's my introduction into being a business owner was through him that's his education that's my education right so i'm sitting there with him at dj's pizza his business that he owns that he left ruby tuesdays to start and he's had for 10 years to this point congratulations sir and i i don't have a job i i left the club <laughs> I go to the deli to to get a sandwich. I, I I'm ordering a sandwich. The lady looks frustrated. I'm like, "What's going on?" She, I'm I'm worn out. I'm tired. I'm 70. I've been doing this for so long. She goes, "I'm tired. I just want out." So does that mean you're selling? <laughs> she says, "Yeah, I'm selling." I said, "I think I'm gonna buy it." <laughs> and you were of sound mind. You were you you were straight, you know, sharp, not under any any sort of 
stimulants no. of any no, kind. No, ne- never did drugs. Was completely sober. A- absolutely, one hundred percent. This was like you middle felt of like the day. Was, you felt like this was a sign, was not a, a not a coincidence. Yeah, when when she, you know, it was just me and her. <laughs> And and the way she was saying it, and the space I was at, and I'm yeah. looking around, right? The, the planets were lining up for and, you. And while she was talking, though, I saw myself on the other side of the counter, right? And mm. I'm handing, you know, I'm slicing an egg and something, cheese or and something. I'm handing somebody a piece of prosciutto, and I could see everybody having lunch, enjoying themselves, right? And, and it just, you know, I. I <laughs> so you it saw happened, yourself, you know, that that was the start of, you know, and food. I went, I went. <laughs> I went back across the street and I'm like, she's selling the deli. It's like, you want a business? This is it. There's one, right? Everything was great until after that day because I was able to acquire a business. <laughs> but now you had one. I was able to, to raise the funds. I was able to do everything yeah. needed to do, uh, you know, but the problem is you can't replace experience, yeah. right? I had no idea what I'm doing. I'm coming from a world of every day of my life I'm giving. Yeah. I'm looking out for everybody else. So while the process of buying a business takes forever, Right. It it took six months, seven months. It was just crazy. And she wanted to be out. We had the money. But by the time everybody talked and got to the table and, and the lawyers did what they did and it, it was a long time. So in the meantime, I'm I'm going to Connecticut's best delis. I'm going to Connecticut's worst delis. And and I'm I got my buddy with me and we're driving. We we're on our way back from Greenwich. You're eating on, on, a lot of sandwiches. I oh imagine. my god! We're, I went to probably sixty or seventy <laughs> different delis. I'm taking notes. Wow. You should have took Kev. Yeah, you should have hired me as a consultant. I could have helped. You that out, could have been bro. a whole content I, series. I didn't, in I and didn't of know itself. you guys yet. Didn't know you guys yet. But uh, you know, I'm Kevin's trying to like, do. That sounds like a dream job. I, I, I'm trying to do as much market research as I can because you know I'm scared of heights. But now I'm at the first hill of the roller coaster. Yeah. And ain't no stopping. No. Right? No seatbelt on either. <laughs> there, there's nothing. There's nothing no that, that can prepare. So, <laughs> so uh, I forgot where we were. You were trying out laughing. different sandwiches. Yeah, we were trying out different sandwiches, and I'm driving. I'm on. I'm on 95, coming through Darien, and and I looked at my friend. I said, "Every single deli owner seems miserable." Oh man. True story. You yeah. know what I mean? And it's like I'm I'm not there trying to interrupt lunch. I'm but I am watching everybody. You know what I'm yeah. like I I I'm picturing like the Italian deli. Hey, how you doing? You know the, yeah. Yeah, forget about it. You yeah. know, what do you want to do? You know, those are <laughs> those are the things I'm thinking about, right? I'm trying to be the spot that somebody's having a bad day. Oh, I'm going to Woodside. Yeah. <laughs> I'm going to Woodside. Even if they don't want lunch, you know, I'm just, I, I was just trying, I wanted here. that environment. I wanted people to come talk about everything and anything, you know, and, and we got there, you know, we got the deli open. We it's got like the, you romanticized something, but it didn't materialize. And, and, and you know, I didn't know. Yeah. I, I, I had no clue. I had no clue if I was doing things right. I had no clue if I was doing things wrong. No idea. I don't know how much money I'm supposed to make. I don't know how much money I'm supposed to spend. You know, there was no, I, you know, I, the I, I made the worst financial decision. 
but it propelled the culinary career from day one of the deli with no culinary experience, right, to now being a private chef, mm -hmm. right, to, to have worked on TV shows for Food Network. Multiple. Yeah, you were down south. I was. I worked for Chop. I worked for three shows that aired that haven't been filmed yet, so I can't. Wow. Speak on that. Um, I told you we had a celebrity here. I worked for you know all behind the scenes stuff, but I, I in the 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 relationships in the culinary world, um, you know, and and I lost to Delhi because I can't run a business. I, I cannot run a business well. I could not run a business well. I didn't have a, a good financial plan going into the business. Mm. The food part we got right, there's not a lot of complaints on the food part. I miss those sandwiches to this day, just by the way, throwing that My out breakfast there. Breakfast grinder. I'll tell you, I think about that every once in a while. Also, <laughs> I've lived in Shelton now, you know, six, seven years, and I've never ordered DJs once, so I'm going to have to do that now. So I'll tell you, by the you way, got a now it's a smoke shop of some sort. Yeah. And I'll tell you what, what I was paying rent and what I was collecting for them to take over my space and the space next to me, which is just as big as my space, God bless them. More power to them. God bless them. <laughs> you know, I, I walk by, you know, but my whole approach to, you know, they're, there are so many people today that's alive. There are people today who still say, hey, you know, I'll front, I'll pay for the storefront. I'll front the cost on money. Let's open something. You even up. tried a food truck. You were doing fried dough at the Excel Center in Hartford? Yeah. So what had happened was is I I um I shared by accident a food truck design um app on Facebook. A friend of mine saw that who 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 works up at the Xfinity Center and said, oh, you know, if you have a food truck, one of our food trucks burned down. We have a spot open. You know, if you want to come up, I said, I don't have a food truck, but can I do a booth like we were at a fair? I think so. He calls me back. He goes, yeah, we could do it. What do you have in mind? We We started with tacos, steak and cheese, chicken fillies. We went, you know barbecue we went all over the place and my partner looked at me and said fried dough <laughs> with now, the sauce or learning with the sugar? <laughs> learning what i've learned from keeping it simple the deli was yeah cost effective keeping it simple right it's it's i'm not going into debt i'm not taking out loans i'm not you know if if we're going to minimize risk and 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 so and and we're going to you know what's not going to cost us the most that we can have a long line for right seems should be the recipe so uh we picked fried dough uh the the arena loved it they have nothing like it up there they have pizza and chicken tenders tacos they have a bunch of stuff but nothing fried dough and and it became a big hit. They asked us to come back next year. It's a seasonal thing for now, which we may try to figure out how to take that show on the road. Yeah. But the fact that we're able to take spots or be in big spots and start small and grow, these are all these are all lessons learned. 
Absolutely. You know, lessons learned. And now you're at Derby Public School. So let's talk a bit about as we as we bring it home, um, what you got planned and, and how PD comes into play. Yeah. So <laughs> deciding to to make cooking a fun thing, a side hustle, extra money, but not my primary source of income. I got back into the working with youth. Mm-hmm. I was offered a job with the Derby uh, Board of Education, starting up some after school programs in the city of Derby. Uh, they don't have very many after school programs yet for children. So we came up with this process to where we're going to create programs so the kids could stay right at school and have a world class after school experience mm-hmm. until, until their parents can, can come home, you know. As soon as that deal was signed, you know, contract was signed, I'm I'm in the driver's seat. First thing I did was get on the phone, call Mission Control down here. <laughs> PD. Call down here, Ramon, I got something on the table. Uh, let me run something by you. Uh, I know you guys do a code camp, but it's it it's about it's about offering quality programs to kids. It's about offering kids experiences they're not gonna forget. Right. This isn't this isn't stay here and, and run a kickball game. Right. No, this is, hey, you know what? I got a couple. I got a I got a technology team coming in. Right. And and they're going to teach you how to build your own Game Boy game. I got a technology team coming in and they're going to teach you. How to build a website, how to build a website. We're going to you know, we're going to give you the, the tools and knowledge to take. All the, the, you know, but <laughs> but you're facilitating right, the program. We, yeah, it's a, exactly. essentially a partnership between Derby Public Schools and Peralta Design. We're going to work with you to come in and teach these kids all these skills. How can people find out about it and sign their kids up if they're interested? What what do you, what do you how do you qualify for this? So currently, we are putting together registration forms in the schools now. Mm-hmm. Um, there is a problem in terms of we can only offer certain programs to so many kids at one time. Mm-hmm. Um, so there are going to be some kids who are going to have to wait their turn. But figuring out how to scale from start is yeah. will be will be step two. Yeah, um, and, so, we, and we see this as a as a partnership. Like it won't be a one and done. I think we can. We can continue this as we work out the details. We look forward to working with you. And um, it's just it's just a great story. It makes you who you are. I think the the I don't see any of it as failure. It's all lessons learned and, and you apply it to the next thing. And, and like I said, the common core has been that you, you stay dedicated to the youth and you're always paying it forward. And I think that's why that's why you're so lovable, Mikey. That's why that's it right there, even uh, though you're an Eagles fan. <laughs> I appreciate it. Yeah. So, yeah, thanks, man. Thanks for coming on to the show and being with us here on Mission Control. Uh, There's nowhere else I'd rather be. (laughs) All right. Hey, listen, man, we're going to switch gears a bit to our brand new segment. And one of the toughest things for small business owners, as as even Mikey alluded to, is is the financing. Right. So or access to capital. And it's a it's a big challenge. And, um, you know, I've, I've got some friends over at the Connecticut Small Business Boost Fund that wanted me to kind of mention it. It's a new program that's available 
to small business owners, particularly, you know, uh, small businesses and nonprofits that are in low income areas or, or even led by women or, or people of color, those disadvantaged businesses. So it's the Connecticut Small Business Boost Fund. All right. It was created to provide access to working capital to those that need it the most. And in turn, it's going to support a greater economic recovery for Connecticut. So you can get more information on it at ctsmallbusinessboostfund.org. All right. It's for small businesses and nonprofits. They can borrow between 5000 and 500000 depending on eligibility and need. And uh, it's going to be, um, you'll have the ability to choose how you spend the money. It could be on equipment, payroll, utilities, rent, supplies, marketing, and advertising, eligible refinancing, building renovations, and other expenses. These loans, however, are not forgivable, but the businesses will need to pay back the full amount with, with low interest You know, over the course of five or six years. So check it out. CT Small Business Boost Fund dot org. And now I will turn it over to Jorge, the man with the golden voice. Today we talked about quality programming. Are you ready to bring your business to another level of quality? Check out Spacehost. Shop that Spacehost.pro for quality domains, SSL certificates, and hosting. Shop that Spacehost.pro. All right, everybody. Thanks for joining us here on another episode of Mission Control. This is Ramon Peralta with Peralta Design, and we launch brands.